you're listening to i mean can we discuss and i am your host astrid ferguson we will be discussing different issues that can be debated articulated chopped up any kind of way there's no real set way to this it could be culturally it could be socially it could just be how we're feeling today so You're here for the randomness, and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to a new episode of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Asher Ferguson. And this is season two, episode 22, I believe. And in this episode, it's going to be a little different. I was actually recently asked to be in an interview with Jay Rose, aka Jasmine Rose, and um, it was done virtually. So you actually can find me on video on YouTube. I've actually added it to the show notes. You can also head on over to AshaFerguson.com forward slash podcast and the first one you see or their latest episode that you will see which is you know what you say poet will match everything on here you can actually click on it there and watch me video or just listen to me talk here so in here it's actually the audio of the youtube that took place with the j rose experience and the j rose experience is actually a mini series where she gets to talk to us different poets around the world about our experiences and our journey And I take you behind the scenes of how I decided to go on this journey, you know, going from corporate America, where it's very rigid, very much, you know, a a routine, um, kind of very set full of policies type of structure to becoming a creative, not really knowing where I was going at first, kind of finding myself like who I who I was as a creative, um, you know, navigating through my writing, um, self-publishing, and then how I decided to embark on the journey of becoming a certified life coach. It all kind of, you know, intertwined. um, And, you know, it was a, a leap of faith for me. So here you get to understand from the beginning every a lot of things that I had to overcome as a poet you know driving to New York and doing open mics and all of that so you know it was a very humbling experience so I won't tell you more about it I will let you just go on in and listen for yourself uh as always you can also find this on YouTube you can head on over to asherferguson.com forward slash podcast and the one that is called what you say poet in there you can find the show notes and you can click directly to the YouTube and watch the video if you want more than the audio so I hope you enjoy and uh, let's get right into it
Hey guys, welcome to What You Say Poet, a new mini-series presented by the Jado's Experience. Since we can't get into the studio to continue filming season two, um, we are doing a virtual little uh, spinoff here. Um, we're highlighting amazing poets from all over the world. And today's guest, I'm really excited to have her on the show. She's amazing. She's a poet. She's an author. She is a podcast host. And she's just an all-around dope person, and I'm really excited for you guys to meet her. So please give a warm welcome to Astrid Ferguson. Yay! <laughs> welcome, girl. What's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? How y'all doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> please, please tell the audience a little bit about yourself and kind of like what you got going on right now. Oh, man. Um... As far as going on right now with quarantine, is survival. <laughs> survival. Um, but prior to that, yes, I am an author. I have two books out, um, you know, two anthologies, Malt and The Serpent's Rattle. And I'm a life coach. I'm a certified life coach. Finally, I can say that. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And yeah, like I'm, I'm a speaker, I'm a host on, I mean, can we discuss podcasts? Um, I'm an avid reader and I also work in corporate full time. So somehow I'm able to balance all these things while being mom and wife and all that. Wow. That's a lot on your plate, girl. And you still have the time to work on your craft and your artistry. That's like so beautiful. Um, it takes a super talent to do that. Like it's like everybody can't pull that off. So yeah. you know, big, big kudos to you. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that you have a lot of insight on today's topic being that you do so much. Um, so today's topic is something that's really interesting. It's accepting and welcoming the unconventional. Um, which I know a lot of times we feel like we're forced to kind of do that. But when you get to that point where you finally do accept it, like that, that change that it has in your life, um, the impact that it makes, you know, it's, it's big. Um, so like, what are some of the unconventional things that you'd have, you've been to the point where you've had to like welcome it and actually embrace it? Well, a lot of aspects in my life. Um, I have to say, creativity is definitely something that would fall under that category because for the longest time I have been taught, you know, to go after the logical and what's going to bring you money. And, you know, creativity is not considered one of those things, especially when your parents are teaching you. Mm -hmm. And here I was like, I've climbed the corporate ladder all the way up to senior management. And I'm like, I want to be a writer. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, being married with children and it's like, you want to do what? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, like my husband, that's his art. It's not mine. I can't draw you. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So seeing him finally do what makes him happy actually prompted in me to do what I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, and that in an essence, it's like duality in a sense, because it's like, 
doing what you enjoy, like really, like that being a goal, like that's never what you're taught. You're always taught, you know, you got to go get what, you know, uh, whatever makes you money. You got to be the first one up. You got to work yourself to the bone. You got to this, you got to do that. And it's like, no, that's not what brings you fulfillment. So that's why I was like, you know, welcome the unconventional. Like, so if you're struggling at first, welcome that, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what's going to propel you. That's what's, that's what's going to drive you to be happy doing whatever it is that you want to do. Um, another aspect was in my own relationship. I mean, I was a single mom with a child before, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of us, as, as you know, as us women, we will say, Oh, I come with baggage. Yeah. No, if anything, that makes you even more valuable. Because now that man knows you can take care of a child, you can take care of a household on your own, you you are the head of a house, you can make decisions, you're stable. Yeah, welcome the unconventional. Don't, yeah. don't even fall for all that the society says that you are. I know that and that's so that mentality is so like overrated, you know. Um, and it really puts a lot of pressure on women sometimes, I feel like or you know, just to stay in relationships um, that are toxic and unhealthy just so that they can, like, do the conventional and stay traditional, um, feeling like, oh, no one's going to want me if I have, you know, two kids or three kids or even one, you know. Um, We feel that. We we have that doubt. And then end up staying around in situations we, like, don't need to be in um, that aren't healthy for us or our children. so you know welcoming that fuck it i'm this is just how it's going to be and i got this is beautiful (laughs) exactly like yeah you can be a mom with children and have high expectations why should you lower your expectations and be unhappy because Mm -hmm. someone said you come with baggage no if that's what they say that's not even a person you should be around because a child is not baggage so yeah yeah you I mean we have different baggage as far as our mental and emotional trauma and things like that but you know our children should never be considered baggage um and it's it's you know we as women sometimes I feel that women forget to when they're dating consider that like okay is this person like worth my time like is this person is gonna like look at my children and, and treat them as their own, or is it going to be like, nah, that's your kids, you know? Um, and that's really important to think about. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in a way, if you look at it differently uh, of me saying welcoming the unconventional, it's like by you having that child, you actually get firsthand experience on what that person could be like with you guys as a family versus Mm -hmm. you being with someone you don't have children and then when you do have children it's like oh what the fuck like (laughs) (laughs) we didn't know we we need that okay this is what we're not gonna do (laughs) right so that's what i'm saying like you know embrace your mistakes like 
it, it's it's what makes you who you are. That's where you learn. You don't learn from doing everything perfectly. So embrace, yeah, you know, mistakes. Embrace experimenting. Embrace just living. You know, mm-hmm. talk about it, girl. Um, <laughs> I know that you this you being a life coach. Um, there's like a it's like a blog or like a, a newsletter that you send out. I know I, I get it all the time and it really like puts things, a lot of uh, different aspects of my life into perspective. It makes me look at them in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, was that something that is part of you pursuing this unconventional dream? <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is that when I first started writing, I guess I could just give you the whole uh, history <laughs> of it. So when I first started writing, I was writing poetry because I was dealing with postpartum depression. Mm. Um, I always wrote poetry, but I wrote poetry since I was young um, because, you know, I'm originally from Dominican Republic. I was born there and I'm part Haitian. Hey, como están <laughs> So um, I started writing poetry as a way of teaching myself English because my mom is very much from La Isla. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, over here you speak Spanish. Like, you know. (laughs) Um, So that was my way of practicing because at home, I didn't really have anybody to talk to outside of like my father. And, you know, since they were divorced and I was you know, in a house with my stepfather, who was also Dominican, there was no English. Mm. Um, so that was my way of practicing. And then um, that was, then it became like my outlet of therapy. Yeah. And then I kind of left it alone. You know, I, um, I fell in love with poets later on, like Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes, Giovanni. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm never going to be up to their category, right? (laughs) So I just, I never pursued it. And then as I was going through postpartum depression, because I had a very tough delivery, like, Mm. like I almost lost my life. Um, And I didn't really fit the description of postpartum um, depression. Yeah. I think it was like I was dealing with that and some PTSD because like I was afraid of going outside. Yeah. And open up my curtains. Wow, that's traumatic. Yeah. Um, Because I was like, you know, I don't want to like step outside and something else happens. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was in this, you know, bubble of feeling so fragile and being so hard on myself Mm. and not understanding what's going on or even where to look for help, you know? Um, So I started writing again. And as I was writing, it was like this, this, you know how you feel like somebody's talking to you from the inside, you know, like a pool. That's, that's how I started feeling. And the first thing I, that I said was like, there's probably another woman out there just like me in the same situation who probably needs to read stuff like this. That's like, you know, yo, like you're not alone. Like, yeah, not you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that is what prompted me 
to write my first book, Malt, mm. which is shedding through those negative layers and allowing room for new growth. So that was kind of like me giving therapy to myself. Wow. And I write this book. I'm thinking, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> my husband goes, literally, he looked at me. He was like, how are you supposed to sell the book if you don't perform poetry? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I don't do the stage. You know, I don't, that's, I'm in the back. I'm always the one clapping in the back, remember? And he's like, if you want to sell this book, you're going to get on that stage. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that's, that's how I got into performing poetry. Wow. And from performing poetry, people started saying to me, you know, your poetry is very deep. Like, mm -hmm. they're like... <laughs> have you ever thought about being a life coach? I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what? I, was, I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that was a job. You know? <laughs> so I kept pushing it off and pushing it off because I kept saying to myself, I don't have my own life together. I'm, I'm over here trying to get myself together. Yeah. How am I going to coach someone? Mm -hmm. So then, you know, again, that, that talk you know the mm -hmm. you know this is what you're supposed to do like why you keep suppressing it why you keep suppressing it you're the main person who talks about accepting the unconventional why don't you just go on this journey and see mm -hmm. so i decided to follow through and see where it was going to lead me but i didn't want to just be like say i'm a life coach yeah just rely on my own experience i wanted it to do it like the right way yeah so i decided to actually go and get certified mm. and man that was probably the best investment that i made for myself because wow. not only did i grow i also understood more like mm. all right now we can see why these arguments happen why we think the way we do why it's so easy to misinterpret you know, conversations and messages yeah. and, and then understand that a lot of the things that we feel that happens to us is all in our head. Oh. It doesn't really happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I started applying it to my emails where it was like, I want you to feel like we're, we're having a conversation mm -hmm. via our inboxes. And I wanted you to feel like I'm like that friend you look forward to on Thursdays, you know? And that's how I applied it. But my blogs is, most, is mostly like, sometimes I talk about mental health, which I'm going to start increasing more. Yeah. Um, but it, a lot of it is like like book reviews. Like, that's how I started, you know looking at books and researching for my own writing mm. and that's how i got on this journey it was just research to be honest wow. what are some of the best books you've read oh i mean my absolute favorite writer if we're talking about fiction is elizabeth acevedo mm. 
Mm. The only one who's gotten me to read young adult. Um, and she's also a poet. Um, and, and she's the one that makes me feel like, damn, like, where were you when I was younger? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, where were these books, you know, like, we'll report on this. Right. So she's one of my favorite, favorite ones for young adult. Um, as far as like self-help, I will always, always, always recommend people to read like Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. Mm-hmm. And You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Look. I like your, that. Your whole life will change. Like you'd be like, you know what? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> You've got to love a book like that, you know, yeah. or any type of anything that like brings that narrative up to make you really look at yourself and be like, what is really good with you? Like, you can totally do this. So why are you playing games? You right. know, I've had to have that conversation with myself, you know, often. And, um, you know, the last thing I think that um, comes out of my mouth when I finally am just like, I'm gonna do it. I just be like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Gonna do it what what like if it doesn't go the way i planned then you know at least i know how to do it different next time or you know um at least i know what works and what do, what didn't work or it's just just fucking go for it shoot shoot for the stars <laughs> all right like what do you have to lose you know what i'm saying what do you have to lose like right mm-hmm. now with the pandemic if people <laughs> don't really like listen <laughs> When I saw Ellen on her on her damn thing, like, hi guys, you know, what I'm doing? <laughs> like everybody needs to have a show. Why isn't everybody out here? Produ- this is on national TV. We all at home at Zoom. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Look, yes. Teddy and them having all kinds of. Um, <laughs> A freaking internet problem staying stuck like I know <laughs> and still giving us these free cut co- like look if this pandemic has not motivated you I don't know what what will seriously the it's like the doors open for everybody like if you're not doing something different right now or something that you've always wanted to do like just because you can't really go outside and socialize, like the, the the virtual platform is like infinite, like it's crazy, and there's so much space for everybody to like to do something. Um, there's it's saturated with content, and if you have something that's original, like that's even better, you know. Right, and I think right now we are appreciating the rawness. Mm -hmm. Like, I think before we used to get in our heads of, well, I don't know all this, you know, design and and the branding. format and what and marketing, huh? And and you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, my stuff is not like top notch. Like, I can't afford that camera she got, you know? And now when we seeing people like SPN is trash right yeah. now, like <laughs> trash, <laughs> and they're still airing. So it's like, what are you doing? If they yeah. can do that, like, 
<laughs> with the thing going off, <laughs> the green screen. <laughs> yes, yes. You should be showing up. That's all yeah. I got to say. Show up. That's all you got to do. Show up. Keep showing up. That's the first step, man. That's all you got to do. For real. That actually, um, these like IG battles have been like pretty interesting. There was like the Erica Badu and Jill Scott one. I love that one. I don't think anybody tops that one. I was Girl. with my sage, like, yes, I was like, energy, release negative <laughs> energy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's supposed to be a, a reggae one uh, with a bounty killer and I'm um, looking for that and, one. My Islanders look yes. Caribbean go like. Ah! Yes. I'm like I'm stretching so I can like wind up my waist and shit. <laughs> you gotta do those those uh, hip stretches, hold yeah. on, y'all. You know, thirty and <laughs> over. Yeah, make sure you know. <laughs> no, you know I feel like. For a while, I thought it was a lie. Like, oh, no, I'm going to feel stupendous after 30. What are you talking about? Nah. Maybe in your head, it. you get smarter. Mm-hmm. But but physically, um, you, feel it? you have to do stretches before, during, and after. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I woke up last night, and I was like, oh my gosh, is it going to rain? Um, and then I checked the weather and I'm like, I knew it. My knee is hurting. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. I'm like, I have a headache. Oh, it's raining outside. It makes sense. <laughs> See, maybe that is like, we are smarter and we're now more aware with, with, of our bodies. Um, you know, especially when you're younger, you definitely probably have more adrenaline running through you. So you don't really feel this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but now we're more in tune, I guess, with ourselves. So yeah. that could be part of it too. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I'm like pushing 40, so I don't even know what that's going to feel like. Really? Girl, I would have never known that. You look so young. Nah, I'll be, I'll be 38 this year. Um, so 40 is like right around the corner. You we look good, have, girl. Cut that part out. <laughs> you look good, girl. Thank you, you look good. Thank you. I'm, I'm saying that like I'm not that far, like right behind you. I'm about to be what, 35 this year? Oh my gosh. I thought maybe when you said over 30, I thought maybe 31. Mm-mm. That's a compliment. Yeah. No. People probably <laughs> never believe you though that you're your age. They probably think you're so much younger. Uh, yeah, like at work when they used to ask me for my ID because they said you look 12. Damn, you see me coming in here every day. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hey, you know, we don't crack. What I say, black don't crack and Spanish don't vanish. That's like my saying. All that platano maduro. Yes, people be wondering, but it's all that good ass food we eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in the beans. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, I want to ask you kind of like your last thoughts, your last gem of the day, something that you want the audience to walk away with. I want, I guess I would say to people, a couple things first is don't be afraid to invest in yourself so other people can invest in you 
Mm. Um, and that can be books, that can be classes, that can be whatever that looks like. But invest in yourself, in, in nurturing yourself, whether that's spiritually, whether that's mentally, whether that's physically, whatever that looks like for you. And down the line, somebody will invest in you because you doing what you want to do actually gravitates those people to resonate with you. Like, show me how you got to this point. Mm-hmm. Because I think so many of us are starved for direction and starved for what happiness really looks like. What is peace? Yeah. That we don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is if everything your your parents, society, whatever has taught you in the past no longer serves you, toss that shit in the trash. Like and move forward. Like establish your own rules. Establish your your new beliefs. Stop hanging on to these things that just keep weighing you down and just keep keeping you from living the life that you want whatever whatever that looks like like if you want to if you want to live near the beach you know and just coast all day go for it like nobody is stopping you but you and that's what i would say that's what i would leave everyone with from today's episode yes oh my god (laughs) wonderful gems i love it all of it i hope you guys enjoyed it write it down, save it, do something because um, that was like some really true life uh, knowledge right there. Um, Thank you so much, Astrid. Can you please tell the audience where they can follow you? Yeah. um, If you go to my website, astridferguson.com, everything will be there. But if you're on Instagram, you can follow me on Astrid, A-S-T-R-I-D, underscore ferg f-e-r-g um i do have facebook which is asher ferguson dash a ferg tale yeah that that's actually the name of my blog but i think everything is becoming a ferg tale (laughs) (laughs) um i am on twitter too i'm not as I guess active on there but you know if twitter is your thing um (laughs) It's Ferg, F-E-R-G underscore Astrid. So the opposite of... Um, the IG. Yeah, the IG. Cool. Make sure you guys follow her. She's amazing. She's a whole vibe. Um, I can't wait for you to come to New York when outside opens again. Hopefully, um, that would be really dope to see you again. Please, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe, comment, share, like, all that good stuff. Show us some love. Um, Subscribe to us on YouTube at The J. Rose Experience. You can join us on our new Instagram at J. Rose Experience. And you can follow me as your host at My Crumble Thoughts. All down there somewhere. And like I always say, guys, stay safe and keep growing. Bye.
that was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to, I mean, can we discuss? Don't forget to subscribe, follow us if you want to see what we're up to, what projects we're up to, and enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you might be. I was your host, Asher Ferguson, signing off.